0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Just want to say on behalf of the tellers, we want to thank everybody that came out Wednesday for prayer. And uh, it was fantastic, everybody that came out. Uh, pastors doing better. Also, would like for you to uh, lift up my mom. She was in the. Emergency room last night. was with her most of the night, and uh, she's doing okay. She just need prayer, need to rest and stuff like that. So that's why she's not here now and stuff. So uh, just continue to lift up in prayer and stuff. Uh, this morning, uh, this morning, my message this morning would be a continuation from. Uh, my message last time I was here, so I'm going to review it just a little bit and continue. You know, last month we had a theme on uh, superheroes. And uh, do anybody remember who my superhero was? Superman. And we start off showing you uh, three video clips. One back in the 1950s when Superman used to come on and stuff. And then one now. Uh, the one back in the 50s, it looked like he got on pajamas to go to bed or something like that, tights. But it was good. It was, it was number one then. And uh, then the last clip was, was he was suspended over the earth atmosphere and all kinds of information would come in. All of a sudden, he just takes off. And based on a Superman having uh, supernatural hearing, he was not like ordinary human being. He could hear at great distance. And that's my theme is... Uh, how to hear well, or hearing well. That was my thing. And so what happened is, as I was going through, I saw in the scripture where Jesus, during his time on earth, he would say, um, he that has an ear, let him hear. So hearing is a key um, component of you being blessed. Jesus said it. He, He was said, talking about John the Baptist, talking about the parables, he would say, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. And then talking about the churches in Revelation, he said, after each church, he said this, he said, he who has ears to, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. So what was the point of all this? The point was, Jesus was saying, it is important that you listen, and that you listen well. What you hear is important. Even today, what you hear is important. A key verse, last time, which is still this time, is in Mark chapter 4, verse 23 through 25. It says this, If any man has ears to hear, let him hear, verse 24, and he was saying to them, Take care of what you listen to. By your standard measure it should be measured to you, and more shall be given to you besides. That particular phrase, by your standard of measure, should be measured to you. How you hear, how you express how you hear, what you do, how you focus, is going to be measured back to you, and more should be given. And then what we did, we went to to see an example of someone who heard well. We went to the Gospel of John chapter 9. We went verse by verse to show you the blind man, how he heard well. Because of the way he heard and his response, he got a miracle. A great miracle. So he experienced God. In the process of experiencing God, he had some things come up with his, with his friends and with the religious leader. There was some harassment going on. He was able to maintain and not succumb, but his parents, when they brought his parents and the religious leader, especially when they want about to give Christ credit, when they brought his parents, they caved in. All because they did not hear well, or they didn't have a chance to hear. The religious leader had a chance, but they didn't hear well, but he heard well. And because of that, his experience, he's able to overcome. And it's important that we overcome. And the way we overcome is through experiencing Christ. So the big key, the last time I was here, was that I wanted you to get out of this, is that hearing God is not just a matter of one's head or mind, but a matter of the heart. How well you hear is determined by your heart condition. So there was two applications that I wanted you to have. One is read God's word. Most of y'all know he's reading God's word. But the reason when I said that, because God's word is God's voice to you. We have to start there. This gives us the parameter by which we We are directed in different areas. God's Word doesn't tell you who to marry, but it gives you the parameter on what to do or how to pick. And so you must. If you don't read God's Word, I can tell you right now, you're going to go the way of the world. Because by nature, that's the way we are, sinful nature. If you don't read God's Word and get God's Word in and I'm just saying reading. I didn't say studying stuff, which I know you should be doing that. So... I said that because I want to emphasize reading of God's word. I was not a reader when I was coming up uh, as a young boy. I didn't care to do much reading. It was enough trying to read in school, all I had to read. So reading is important, and special reading God's word. Then I said the second thing is prayer. The type of prayer I was talking about is praying that your heart will be cleansed because every person who did not hear well, the problem was the condition of the heart. And you want your heart to be to be right because God's speaking all the time. He's speaking to us. We miss 40 to 80 percent of what God's saying on a daily basis. I can tell you that right now. <clears throat> and just in case you want to know why and how and all that, we miss it. I got a class on Saturday. When I started, you're welcome to come on hearing God's voice. We're going to detail on all this. So that was what was said uh, the last time I sp- spoke. I'm going to add a little bit more to that this time. So, what we're going to do today, we're going to look at three type of hearers or listeners. Then we're going to put an application to it, and then we're going to have communion. So, I won't be long. I will give room for communion. All right, the three type of hearers. Well, let's look at the first one. It's called the dull of hearing hearer, or the person who have dull hearing. That's coming from Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11. Here Paul states, or whoever the author is, concerning him we have much to say and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. We note that when a person has this problem, it is hard for other people to explain things to him. The fault is not with the subject material or the presenter, but with the listener. The Hebrew Christians, most of them were Jewish, they wanted to go back under the old law. And Paul was trying to explain to them how, Christ is better than the law. Christ is better than the priest. Christ is better than Abraham, Moses. Christ entered the true tabernacle that God made, that all the others was a shadow. Why would you go back to the shadow that has no strength when you got the real? He was trying to explain to him. And then he got to explain in more detail, more so than the, than the Galatians Christians because they want to go back under the law. They had the Judaizers, those people who believe that Yes, it's okay to accept Christ, but it's Christ plus something else. Circumcisions. Where the Hebrew Christians, they had a unique relationship. They had become saved and stuff like that. But they had people, whether it was the synagogue or or friends or or whatever, persecution, that they would attempt to go back and and Paul or whoever the instruction was telling them, no, that's not the way to do. And then he goes and try to explain. And Hebrews is a little bit more explanation than in Galatians. Galatians was probably the first book written. And 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 but Hebrews was written later, so there were more that uh the author was saying. So example, let me give you an example of a dull of hearing from a real life situation. Now don't laugh either. I've been married to Miss Stella Dawson for 30 years. We just celebrated our 30-year anniversary. And our anniversary was July the 22nd. It was on a Monday. And my daughter come to me on a Sunday. She said, Dad, how long have y'all been married? I said, 30 years. She said, Dad, what's the date and stuff? And I threw up some day. I had forgotten. It won't write. But she was trying to help me because her and her mom already knew I hadn't did anything for my anniversary. But I didn't know. I wasn't even thinking about our anniversary. She was trying to give me clues. God bless her heart. Trying to, you know, edge me. Dad, you know your anniversary tomorrow. But I didn't catch it. I did not catch it. And my wife told me, said, you know, we should go to the movie on Monday. We ain't never went to the movie on no Monday. I still didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. And so she and Brianna, they knew. And I told Brianna, I said, I'll probably go to the movie on Monday, she said, Dad, that's what she's doing. And uh, still I didn't, I didn't catch on. So come Monday, I get up, I go to work. About two hours at work, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Man, it's my anniversary. I get up, I didn't say happy anniversary, I didn't have a car, I didn't have nothing. I knew I was in trouble. I knew I had to dig a ditch, and I didn't know how and where I was going to get out of it. And so it bothered me so much, I'm not going to stay at work. I don't care what my boss said. My wife is more important than my boss. So, in my mind, I thought, you need to get a car and write, and when you write in the car, you got to be like David. Cry with tears. Make the car tears come out of and repent. I mean, do whatever you can and hope when you get to the house that she didn't change the locks. So, so all that going on, and it was a cloud. I mean, it was a dark cloud. It was just raining. If somebody see me there, why are you wet? I mean, I, I mean, I never did that. I left the house, didn't say anything to her. And so I knew I was in trouble. Y'all, man, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about if you've been married. If you're young guys, you've never been married. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Get you a calendar with 20-year calendar. And write all the dates, birthday, anniversary, everything, so you won't forget yeah, everything. So anyway, what be, knowing to me, I didn't know there was a plot scheming behind the scene. Brandy, pastor's daughter, had told, I think Stella had said something, Brandy heard it, pastor always sent us a text, happy anniversary. Well, he didn't send none this time because Brandy said, don't do it. Let's see what he'll remember. And I didn't know none of this. Matter of fact, later on, after the dust fell. Off, I sent pastor a happy anniversary. He cracked up. I said, why are you laughing? He said, in 40 years, you'll never send me a text. I said, the reason why I send you, because it's on my mind, what just happened to me. And he laughed about it. But anyway, I'm at work. I'm thinking, how anywhere am I going to dig myself out of this hole? And I thought to get a car. So I said, forget work. I'm leaving. So I went to Kroger's. That's where I'm going to get a car there. And this was before lunch. You know when I, I go home and lunch? And when I went in, you know, they got the flower section over there. And I saw in the corner a vase with three roses. Ah, oh, they were the pretty roses. Yellow. I said, that's it. I'm going to get those roses because she's my sunshine. And I'm going to put on the envelope my sunshine for life. And I'm going to have it dripping with tears. I'm going to have David's prayer. I'm going to agonize because I got to get in the house. I don't want no sign up and say, you know the shed back there? You're going to spend the night there. But that will not going to happen. So I said, I'll go ahead and do that. So I went home. I mean, I went there and got it. And I was ready to go and check the lock. Everything was okay. When I walked in, I was ready to fall on my knees and, and, and tell her I was sorry. She will not there. I said, I said oh, that's good. She's not here. So then I said, i put it on the mantelpiece, put it there, put the card there. Ah, uh, that's good. Because I'd be doing something she never intended for me to do never thought about it. I said, good. Might have been small, but it was getting me out. I could see me coming out that hole. So anyway, I gave it to her and she come home. It was a total surprise. And I'm living. I eat and the doors have been changed, locked. So I'm here. Everything went well. But guess what? I was a dull of heart here. Cause it wasn't a problem with Brianna. It wasn't a problem with my wife. I just did not get it on a small scale. I ain't going to call them names, but they didn't give me permission, so I'm not going to call them names. name. But it's somebody that pastor the text about the anniversary. Not only did the husband forget, but the wife forgot. So I'm not in that much bad of a shape. But, but still, my heart was not right towards the anniversary. And like I said, it was not a problem with the message. God bless Brianna Hart. I don't know what she thought afterwards after she tried to explain to me. But that was an example. But let me give you another example. This is a biblical example. If you go to, if you got your electronics on on the screen. And by the way, we apologize for the screen. We should have another one in this week. Hopefully put in. We should be okay. Amen. Uh, Matthew 13, verse 13 through 15. This is what it says. Therefore, I speak to them in parables. Now, Jesus is going to explain why he's speaking to them in parables. Because while seeing, they do not see. While hearing, they do not hear. Nor do they understand. And in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which say, you will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. Now, notice the word perceive perceive or perception is a work of your recreated spirit. It's a work of the heart. It's just not a mental thing. Your created spirit, when God created, recreated you, you became a Christian. You 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 received the Holy Spirit in you. He changed you. You're a new creation in Christ. Like Superman was not a normal human, you are not a normal human. You don't see yourself that way, but you should. That you are a child of God. Bought for price. By the shared blood of Jesus Christ, you are created in the image of God. You His workmanship. He's working into you His good pleasure, His will. You understand God's will. You have the ability to hear God's voice when no one else. You can walk around while somebody else is saying this. You can walk up to a grocery store and a woman be taking your your money and stuff, and God speak to her, tell her she don't need to get a divorce. And she and God can tell you the exact person. That she's dealing with stuff like that. Every Christian can do this. You know why every Christian don't? Because they're not taught it. They're not taught it either by examples or by teaching. So you can regardless, you can do it. You're not just a regular human being. You have the power of God and you have the blood of Christ. When you go to school, you can pray and God can give you something to answer. Most of the time he won't because he wants you to study. I'm just letting you know that now. So But he can if he wants to. And sometimes he does. The world called it a hunch, but it's not no hunch with you. You're ordained. Your steps are ordained of God. So God, you're, you're not just a regular human being. You're born from above. That's who you are, perception. <clears throat> he says, sin, but will not perceive. For the heart of the people has become dull. With their ears they scarcely hear. And they have closed their eyes, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return. And I should hear them. People are this way because they are dull at heart. To a small degree, I share with you how I was dull. We all have been it to some degree. This pre- prevents us from understanding God's truth, turning from sin and being here. Who wants to be this kind of here? Okay, the next one is the itching ear here. This is coming from Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. It says this. For the time would come when they would not endure sound doctrine, but wanted to have their ears tickled, they would accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and would turn away their ears from the truth and would turn aside to myth. Such people listen to only that which is pleasing in them. One of the experiences I've had over the years, and I've had people tell me, she said, how are you able to listen to so many people and and uh, not get confused? I do listen to a lot of people. It has been a safeguard to me. I listen to people who don't necessarily agree with me because I found out in the circles that I was in before I was in this church was more Pentecostal circles. I found out some of them, when they criticized the others in the Baptist or Episcopalian, I found out. That they knew the word of God better than them. They they studied better than them. They were more diligent, being on time than them. So I said, "Well, sure. I'm not going to throw them out. I'm going to take what I can learn from them, and to 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 add to my life." So, and plus, most of the people I listened to who 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 really thought different, they had the fundamentals. They believed that Jesus Christ is Lord. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ's blood and stuff, so forth and so on. And so. That wasn't a problem, man. Let me give you an example of a man who you probably know, who I do not agree with. Well, he's a godly man. He teaches good. That's John MacArthur. How many people know John MacArthur? I've heard. Good Bible teacher, scholar. I got plenty of his stuff, how to study the Bible. I got it. But when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, I would not agree with him. He's too late. No matter what he called, I think they had a conference call. Y'all remember the conference they had a, that was speaking a strange fire? I would be included in that group. But he's too late for me because when I got saved, God ministered the gifts of the Spirit. I heard his voice on many occasions. I can go through the story and tell you without hearing his voice, I would have never been where I'm at today. And so some of the things he said is wrong. But is he a godly man? Is he a good man? Is he on his way to heaven? Yes. Do he have stuff I can learn? Yes. He has stuff I can learn. I would be a foolish not to, to be able to learn because I received from him. Now, somebody... But on the other side, I may not receive all that they got, but I'm receiving what I believe God has for me. But these are godly people. These are not people who are just wackos and stuff like that. So, I'll just give you an example. Let me give you another example. How many of you know Vernon McGee? Look all, y'all know that. These people don't know who. Vernon McGee is dead. I'm telling you that now. He was boring to me. I used to listen to him. He was boring. Boring. Then when I found out he was dead, no more Vernon McGee. But they play his stuff all the time. So one day, I was having my devotion, praying before God. And I was reading the book of Galatians. And all of a sudden, I come across a scripture that confused me. I did not understand. Instead of going to a commentary for it, I said, Lord, you teach me. Show me. So what I did, I put on a watch. I watch everything. Was the email or what? Because when I ask God a question, I expect an answer So if I speak answer, I'm putting on an attitude. I'm watching everything. People come up to me, talking to me. I'm watching everything because within the framework of my experience, God going to speak. So I I was working at Erickson. This was lunchtime. And I started to go into my car to spend lunch. And I turned my radio on because I wanted to hear some preaching. There was Vernon McGee. I said, oh, no, I started turning and he hit Galatians. That caught my attention. Man, he went through and just opened that book to me. I said, Vernon McGee, you're my man. I'm going to listen to you from here on out. <laughs> so I don't care how dead you are. So so, so these are different people, different circumstances that you need people who don't agree with you all the time. You need people they are safe for you. Because the devil's out there, like the people, Jim Jones. The Jim Jones, able to take these people down in the jungles, whatever jungle it was. 300 of them, tell them, drink poison and die. He was a good, charismatic speaker. And then he got to the place that he can take the Bible, stand on it, say, I'm your Messiah. And and they couldn't get out of it. And they die. Man, we don't want no mess like that. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's what we tell you. Don't just say, don't just accept what I say. I want you to be a good hearer. And when you get to the good hearer, I'm going to tell you what things you need to do to be a good hearer. But but anyway, you want to hear other people. So don't don't just have teachers who you just like. Because sometimes what happens is you get in a position that you, you have somebody teaching you and this is what happened. In Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 2 it says, Paul is telling Timothy, young pastor, young leader, certain ways you have to teach. He said, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Rebuke. If you're looking for just teachers on your own who, you know, just say nice things, to you're not going to like this. And yet rebuke is might be what you need. Uh, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. These people find teachers who are itching and they find teachers unto themselves. And a lot of times they miss what God could be saying through the very teaching that they deny. And you don't want to be that way. Let's go to the good teacher. Good here, rather. Those who hear with a noble and good heart, excuse me, this is taken from um, Luke chapter 8, verse 15. It says, and the seed and the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word and an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. This is the kind of person you want to be. You want to be a person who have a good heart. That's why I told you earlier, pray that your heart is cleansed cleanse, uh, honest heart. And what do you preach, you hold fast to it. And through perseverance, you receive. Now, the example of that is Bereans, Christians. This is in Acts chapter 17, verse 11. These are examples of a good uh, hearers; They heard well. It says, now, these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica. For they received the word with great eagerness, examined the scripture daily to see whether those things were so. They received it. They were more noble-minded or fair-minded. They gave Paul a chance. They didn't try to start a ride saying you're wrong and stuff like this. They received it, and they searched the Scripture daily. So search the Scriptures on what we say. We don't want you to just take anything we say. I don't care if it's Pastor Willie, John, any of us. We want you to know what the Scriptures say. That's the heart of what we do. We teach. We're a teaching church. We want you to understand. We want you to know. We want you to know how to study and all those things because there's too many con artists and deception out in the world. And you need to know. You got people like Lee Griever who's a good teacher, good student. You can ask him if he have a question, especially if it's hard. Remember, I take easy questions. Lee, I take hard ones too. <laughs> so this is the kind of person say. alright. So the, so to add an application to it, let me help you in the area of being a good, hear a good listener. So this goes along with reading the word and prayer. I'm going to give you six things. Number one, I vouch y'all write these things down. If you got a place to write them. Number one, make listening and hearing an act of worship. How you listen to God's word being read or preached is as much an indication of your devotion to God as to how you pray or sing. So when you have opportunity to listen, do it with the worship attitude. So what would that look like? Suppose a famous person, whoever it is, (coughs) was speaking. How would you listen to him versus just anybody? Suppose President Trump come through the door. Or Obama or Clinton or whoever come through the door, the president, how would you listen to him? You wouldn't be disrespectful to him. You would listen to him with all the due respect that he, he deserved. So how much so would the word of God? Don't listen to the word of God and be back there cracking jokes and stuff like that. It's an indication of your worship to God. Because the people that stand across this pulpit, it takes me 10 hours or more just to prepare. And it's not easy to stand up in front of people. Because people, you know, judge what you say and stuff. But you pray that God, I pray that I'm giving you what I feel God is leading me to give to you, to be a blessing to you. So in your turn, you should pray, you should have an attitude, a worship attitude. When you hear, I don't care if it's a videotape or what, listen with that kind of attitude. I know if President Jimmy Carter came in here, I listen to him. Way different attitude than I would anybody else. I used to work for him indirectly when I worked for the State Department. Anytime we were in rooms, we had a room called the Bubbles. It was a classifier room. You couldn't bring bugs or anything like that in the room. And whenever he spoke, boy, my eyes, my ears were perked up. I don't agree with the man. (laughs) Policy. But if he was here, that wouldn't be the issue. The issue would be I would listen to him with honor. And that's what I would do. Now, my boss is the same way. Same way. I had one boss. that We were sort of on the same level. They moved him up. I changed the way I respond to him. He asked me. I said, you're my boss now. I'm not going to respond to you like like I respond to Joe Silly over here. I'm not going to do that. And he laughed and stuff. He's a good boss. So that's what it looked like in your mind, your thinking. That's part of worship, how you hear it. Jesus said, what measure you use, it would be measured back to you. The reason why some kids, as they grow up, have problems because they do not listen well. When mom and dad know if they listen well and they find out later after they're grown that, yeah, they were smarter than what we thought. So that's number one. Number two, and I, I do these things. Number two, make hearing a part of your prayers. Make hearing <clears throat> a part of your prayers. Number one, pray before Sunday. Pray before Sunday for the service. Pray about the service. I've heard more people say to me, you know, I ain't getting another Speaking, It could be speakers up here. There is not a speaker. I don't care if it's a video or what, that I don't get something out of it. I ask the people, I say, look, if they got an outline, I want the outline because I want to jot down stuff. And my intention is not just to hear, but to put an application. What is God saying to me? And many times we'll go home. We're eating dinner together. I ask Brianna and Steph, what did y'all get out the message? What could we apply? And so that's important. So pray. If you pray and ask God to download from that person onto me, I don't care what subject he's teaching, God can download some a word that changed your life. And so that's part. Number two, praying for the speaker. Number three, praying for the message, so these are things that you can do in out of your prayer life on a weekly basis if you choose to, and that'll help you so that's number two: make hearing a part of your prayer. Number three, look at the speaker. I've seen times where people be joking and stuff and making fun or whatever, at least it come across that way that's not good that's that's not honoring and uh so, and it takes some diligence. Another one, number four, read along with the person. If you're reading the scripture, read along. Hearing it is good, but reading, it gets, gets in you. And then those two are ba- very basic things that I think you should do. The next two, the last two, is critical. It is the most critical. The last two. Number five, listen, listening, or hearing with faith. listen with a willingness to accept and believe what is shown from God's word. We see in, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it said, Therefore let us fear, lest while promise remain of injuring his rest, any one of you should seem to have come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, yes, as they also, but the word, they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those that heard it. If you don't listen in faith, this sort of thing could happen to you. You could miss a promise of God. So have an attitude of listening by faith that you are listening to receive from God, that you listen and believe that there'd be almost no different than him standing and Jesus standing right there. Because what I'm going to do, I'm going to listen by faith. I want to listen with the idea that I'm receiving something, that I'm going to do something. And the last one is listening here with a mind to act. Listening and hearing with a mind to act. Are uh, we like the people in Ezekiel Day? Now I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation because it says it even better. But this is in Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 30 through 32. It says, Son of man, your people are whispering behind your back. They talk about you in their houses and whisper about you at the doors, saying, come, let us have some fun. Let us go and hear the prophet. Tell us what the Lord is saying. So they come pretending to be sincere and set before you listening. But they have no intention of doing what I tell them. They express love with their mouth, but their hearts seek only after money. You are very entertaining to them, like someone who sings a love song. With a beautiful voice or play fine music on an instrument. They hear what you say, but they don't do it. They love to hear, but for the wrong reason. Do we love to hear sermons because of how well the speaker presents them? That is a problem. There are certain cultures that if you didn't preach a certain way, that someone else preached different, more like I'm doing, they don't see it's God. There are some cultures that you preach a certain way, it's almost like telling a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at the essence of what they're saying and the true document, it's not right. So you can't, you have to watch that. P- styles, people have different styles. Just like in the black culture, the way some Pentecostal preachers, this is where I come from, they have this uh, more of a dramatic emphasis on words. And a lot of people don't know where that come from. And I learned this from a Baptist, black Baptist preacher. He said, in slavery days, most people could not read. Um, probably ones that could read the most were preachers. In order to get their message across, they dramatized it. And it came from then to what we got today. And yet it's a taught thing. And most people don't realize it. And so you have to watch. Are you listening because of this style? Are you listening because you're going to act on what God said? And you're going to move by faith. You listen by faith. you listen to to act on God's word. That's important. And I'm not saying someone who preaches like that is wrong or or they don't preach good message. I know some preachers, they can out-preach me all day and preach good, solid message. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for us, we want to be making sure that we are discerning what we hear and hearing well. That God can speak through a donkey. He can certainly speak through anybody. I don't care how they preach. He can speak to a dead man. So I know he can speak to someone alive. Hearing must be accompanied by doing. We see this in James, where it says, James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. It said, But prove yourself doers of the word, not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. For one who looks intently at the perfect law, law of liberty, and abides in it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but a factual doer, this man should be blessed in his deeds. So, as important as all these other things I said, as good as listening and hearing may be, the blessing is come by doing, being a doer of what you hear. In conclusion, to be blessed, this is what I want from this message, that you be blessed, that... It's my goal is presenting these thoughts and listens for you to be blessed, for it all begins with listening in the proper way. How important that is is definitely important to God. You can't get saved unless you, unless you hear well. God says this. He said, "This is my son. Hear ye him." Hear. Him. The Bible says, "How can they hear except someone preach?" So hearing is so important. Okay. At this time, that's my conclusion. At this time, I just want to. I'll uh, just say a quick prayer, and then we're going to have our communion. And would everybody close their eyes and bow their heads. If you are here and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is a good time to give your life to the Lord. And uh, <clears throat> you don't want to go another day while well accepting Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ did so much for you. He paid the price that you don't have to go to hell. He paid the price that you may have life now on this side of heaven. And that he wants to be your Lord and master. He designed this system. He knows what you're going to be, and what you should be. He knows everything. But more important than that, we have no way of um, getting past our sins because we are born into sin and shaped into inequity. The Bible says, Men as received him, to them gave me power or the right to become the sons of God. So this morning, if you have not given your life to Christ, you want to give your life to Christ, I'm going to pray with you. Uh, Would you raise your hand? Would you please close your eyes and bow your head? Those who want to give their life to Christ. And if you maybe not sure and stuff, you can still pray with me and then after service can get together with me on the decision that you made. This may be a private thing with you and that's fine. So I'm going to pray. Father, we just thank you for everyone here. And I thank you, Father, Those who have given their life to the Lord, Father, I pray that you would help them to be better hearers from this point on. Whether it's in in the church or somewhere else, Lord, these principles still abide because you are ministering to it all the time. But for those, Father, who may be not sure and kind of hesitant, Father, I pray now you can repeat after me. God, I just thank you that today I want to make that decision. Even though I may not be coming public right now, I make that decision. I want Jesus Christ as Lord of my life. I do want to go to heaven. And I thank you, God, that you sent your son. You said, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on the name of the Lord. I know there's no way out for me. I can't obey the Ten Commandments, but I need your help, Lord. Even beyond that, I need your help. So today, I ask that if Jesus is real, Please come into my life and make me your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecomcomcast.net, or call us at 434 847 4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.